It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome into Spears on Sports. Playing Hurt today, presented by M&M Carnage. Tuesday, January 17th. I'm on the Dayquil. If you hear this today, don't worry about it. That's just uh, clearing out the trenches. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. That number is 414-1450. Right now, get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Is this a national show today? Are we on nationwide? Unfortunately not. Because I'm going to talk about Dallas, like all those talking heads on ESPN do. I'm going to talk about LeBron. I'm going to talk about Tom Brady. I mean, those are the top three subjects almost every day. On shows like Get Up or First Things First or whatever's on ESPN right now. But uh, usually I try to keep it more local, but I'm, I'm talking about the favorite national subjects to the hot takes, I well, like to call them. Hot un- takes. Unlike them, you will also, I assume, be talking Cards, Cats, and Hoosiers. A little they bit. Won't. Just a little bit today. Because that game last night, it wasn't a good game. No. 31 to 14 was the final. It wasn't that close. Dallas advances to take on San Francisco next weekend uh, in San Francisco. Is Tommy done? Is TB12 done playing football? I think he's done in Tampa, but is he done overall? He basically, in the post game, thanked all the Tampa media people and hoped that he was as, as nice to them as they were to him in his couple of years there. And appreciated him, and all of that stuff that makes you believe, without question, he's not planning on being in Tampa next year. And that Tampa team, I drank the Kool-Aid. I did. I didn't look at the true facts. They were 8-9. and nine. They won their first two games. They beat Dallas 19-3. They beat New Orleans by 10. They, their average margin of victory in the eight wins was six points, six, 6.4. Houston's average margin of victory and their few wins, a couple of wins, three wins, was 4.3. So they were barely ahead of Houston in margin of victory. Eight and nine teams, and I've said this before, should not be in the playoffs. Take, throw them out, take the next best wild card. It would have been Detroit with a nine and eight record. And instead of Dallas at Detroit, it would have been Detroit at Dallas. Really simple to do. But I drank the Tommy Kool-Aid. Oh, it's Tommy. He's in the playoffs. He's a different different guy in the playoffs. He's 45 years old. Uh-huh. I'm 59 years old, and I've felt this bad since I was 39 years old. <laughs> so I don't know what he's going to do next year. Dak Prescott started out slow, but he was great. 25 of 33, four touchdowns, 305 yards, a rushing touchdown as well. Tom Brady, th- you know how many passes have you looked? Tom Brady threw last night? Uh, 19. 35 of 66. He threw 66 passes? They ran the ball 12 times. Now, they were down. 
35 for 66, 351, two touchdowns, and his first interception red zone since he was a Patriot. First interception in the red zone, and that changed the game. It was 7-0, I'm sorry, missed extra point. It was 6-0 Dallas. We'll talk about that a little more. And Tampa went right down the field, and when Joe Buck and said on the air, you know, he hasn't thrown a red zone interception since 2019 with the Patriots. That's 400-plus throws in the red zone, an NFL record. I went, uh-oh. What's he do? In the end zone, trying to throw it away, doesn't throw it far enough out of the back of the end zone, and it's picked off. It changed the game because Tampa was getting ready to go in tie the game, take the lead with the extra point, or maybe kick a field goal. They were going to score. All of a sudden, it's 12-0 Dallas, 18-0 Dallas. The game's over. Four missed extra points from Brett Meyer. Mayer. Meyer. So you don't need to learn the name because he won't be around next year after that performance. No. He was 50 for 52 this season. He had, he had two, two, 60-yard-plus field goals against Minnesota in one game. The guy can kick. That was completely mental, a mental breakdown. He missed his final extra point last week against Washington, and then the first four last night, five in a row, in the 16,000 NFL games plus since 1940, nobody has ever missed four extra points in a game until last night. That's why I watch sports. You're going to see something you've never seen before almost every night. Yeah. It was wild. I felt for him. I did feel The last one, I'm kind of like, please make it. And he did. I'm like, please make it. So you already brought up Joe Buck. So you were obviously watching the ESPN broadcast. I was not watching Eli and Peyton, which I love. Eli and Peyton, those missed extra points provided so much good content. Oh, I'm sure. It was awesome. I'm sure they did. Dan, Dan Campbell was on there in the third quarter when he missed the fourth I one, love Dan Campbell. And he just goes, slight case of the shanks. I mean, it was a golf yip. It was the yeah. yips. Yeah, exactly. And the first two went right, and the third one, just like a golfer would do, yanks it left. Well, I'm not going to kick it right again. Yank. <laughs> uh, but the question now is, what's going to happen with Tom Brady? I know the playoffs are still going on. You know, but the two topics right now in the NFL are Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. Those are the two topics. And neither one of those guys is in the playoffs anymore. Um, give Dallas credit because they stunk up the field last week mm-hmm. in a game when it started that could have been important. Because if Philadelphia had lost to the Giants last week, Dallas win last week, wins them the division, and they got a home playoff game. So it did mean something. It's not one of those games where you say, well, they weren't playing for anything. The first part of that game, they were playing for something. Now, you found out, you know, probably late third quarter, early fourth, that Philadelphia was taking care of business against the Giants, so it didn't really matter. But they were terrible. Dak Prescott threw a pick six for the third game out of four in the last four games of the regular season. He threw three games. He had a pick six. That's You don't feel good. But they looked great last night. Dan Quinn's defense was all over the field. Micah Parsons was everywhere. Uh, a couple of interceptions of Brady. Brady looked lost. 
Uh, Mike Evans looked lost. Chris Godwin looked lost. Brady couldn't hit a receiver. Well, some and, of his throws were he, awful. He kept blaming the receivers. It looked like he would point like you went the wrong way. Mike Evans. They've had great games together, but man, that was bad last night. That was bad. Now the question mark is where does Tom Brady land next year? And I know I sound like get up or first things first or Shannon and uh, what's his name Skip, mm-hmm. but. Where does he land next year? San Francisco's got a quarterback now. If San Francisco beats Dallas, and by the way, they're a four-point favorite over the Cowboys next week, Brock Purdy's your quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant. You can trade Trey Lance as far as I'm concerned. He showed we didn't have enough of a sample size going into the playoffs. Last week he was great. If he's great again this week, then you've got your quarterback, right? Am I wrong about that? No, I would agree. He was Mr. Irrelevant, last player taken in the draft. You you know, he played at Iowa State. You basically got to see him for one year because of the pandemic. Uh, he was good that year at Iowa State. He wasn't great. That's why he's the last pick in the draft. He had they see potential, but he wasn't great. Is he is he's he been great? Is he already the most um he's decorated decorated last pick? I'd have to do more a little more research, which you know gives me a headache. I got you. But uh, I would I would have to think so. Marty Moore of Kentucky was the last pick one year. Remember Marty Moore? He yeah. intercepted a ball in a bowl game, and all he had to do was fall down, and Kentucky wins against Clemson. And he tried to run it back and fumbled, and Clemson won the game. If he falls down, Kentucky takes a knee. I was in a tuxedo watching that game because it was New Year's Eve. I was getting ready to go out with the wife. How about that? Uh, Ryan living in the past. Ryan Suckup was Mr. Irrelevant. The kicker for Kickers the don't pick count. Buccaneers. Kickers don't count. No? No, unless it's uh, Ray Guy or uh, I don't know who else it could be. Justin Tucker. No, kickers don't count. Chad, Especially not Ryan Suckup. Chad Kelly was also Mr. Irrelevant, but yeah. he hasn't done anything. Doesn't do anything yeah. for me. I have to think. Now, Brock Purdy has, let's let's be, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. What's he got? Three games under his belt? Mm-hmm. Four games? But one of them was an impressive playoff game, and if he can do something against that Dallas defense that Tom Brady obviously couldn't do last night, then we got to start thinking about uh, the, at least the Niners have got to be in the in the uh, room talking about, hey, this this guy might be our quarterback. You got Trey Lance, who has shown you one play in his career, and now he, he's hurt, and you got Jimmy G. By the way, you still got Jimmy G. in the room. Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco, folks. And maybe he's there as Brock Purdy's backup next year. He doesn't want to be there. That's not where he wants to be. But maybe that's where he is. Brett Meyer, by the way, will be the kicker for the Cowboys against San Francisco in a windy <laughs> windy San Francisco stadium next week. They probably just go for two every time, right? No. Look, the guy was 50 for 52 during the regular season. I know it's in his head, and I don't care how many kicks he takes in practice this week. When he gets in that game, that first one, he's going to be thinking about it. Yeah, It's human nature. The first thought will be, I can't do what I did last week. Are you surprised they trotted him out for that fourth one? No, because at that, at that point, you're up 24 to nothing, and the thought process, I think, for Mike McCarthy is, I got to get his confidence back. I got to give him a chance to get his confidence back. And I did not just give him his confidence back because he hit the hit the goalpost. So were they you, tried him out for the fifth one. Were you surprised with that one? No, no. 
You've got to have him see it go through the goalpost before you go. Or you got to look for a kicker. I mean, maybe they're looking for a kicker right now. Mike McCarthy seemed to say, we don't have enough time. He's our guy. He's been good all year. Look, he had a bad night. People have bad nights. Michael Jordan, you know, he went two for 15 once. It happens. Um, But, man, it, it was hard to watch. Yeah. And that fifth one, I was glued to the TV. <laughs> Usually extra point, you know, let's go get another another uh, cold beverage or go grab a bite to eat. Take go to the go to the uh, facilities. I was glued to the. I was not. If he misses five in a row here, I mean, I said that when he hit missed the fourth. If he misses four in a row, this is something I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen anybody miss two in a row. Right. I probably have three, probably not. And obviously, because it's a new record, I'd never seen anybody miss four in a row. But the Cowboys advance. They'll go to San Francisco. That is the late game next week. I heard this stat today. Not a stat, but Tony Dungy, who doesn't say a whole lot, sent out Dallas could have a lot of trouble next week because San Francisco played on Saturday at home. Dallas played on Monday on the road, two days extra to prepare. Plus, now Dallas has to go on the road again. And what Tony Dungy said was, historically, in regular season football, if a team is on the road on Monday – goes on the road the following Sunday, they usually don't play well. And they usually lose. Good and, thing it's not the regular season. And, and Well, it's still Monday night. Still a team you're playing against at home at their home with two extra days rest. And they're the higher seed. They should have extra rest. I get it. But <sighs> San Francisco, four? I think that's going to get up to maybe six. I think if you want to get a middle, this is where you try to get a middle. And if you can get it at three and a half, I saw three and a half earlier. I'm betting San Francisco today if I can get three and a half and hoping it goes to six because I think it's going to go up a little bit. Because most of the money is going to be on San Francisco. You have to think. So I think that will cause Vegas to move it up. Not my money. You're a Dallas guy? Uh, I'm just a, I'm not a think, San Fran believer. Well, I, I, I said this uh, – I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, about two months ago, I bet them to win the NFC. I remember that. Yeah. I got pretty good odds. I thought, you know what? They play great defense. At the time, Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, but they just picked up Christian McCaffrey, got Debo Samuel, and a great defense. I thought, you know what? It's worth a little bit. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts is banged up. We don't know how healthy he is. He's going to play. I mean, he played last week, so he's going to play. Um. The other two teams, Giants and, and Dallas, I don't believe in that they can have three good games in a row. I believe in as weird as this is going to sound. If you I say believe, the Giants, I believe in the Giants more than I do the 49ers. Danny Dimes, I just do. Saquon, if they, if they play like they played Coach the other of the year, night, Brian Dable. I mean, their their offense the other day was awesome. Minnesota, yeah, it was. I, I go back to it's Minnesota, but still, I mean, they were doing things you don't normally see with the Giants' offense. And it I, was a lot of fun. And I'll say the same thing about Dallas. Dallas was a 12-win team. Tampa Bay was an eight-win team. Mm-hmm. Throw out that first game of the year, Dallas is a much better team. That, that's a bad Tampa Bay team, and that's one of the reasons Tom Tom it won't be Tampa Bay next year. What was your favorite wild card game? Uh, the one that you almost gave up on. Incredible comeback. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your tweet. Yeah. But luckily you didn't, right? You, nah, you, I stayed, you stayed up. up. Yeah, I did. 27 nothing, 27-7 at halftime. 
Incredible. Bengals game was fun because they hate each other. Yeah. And there was some chippiness in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to say my favorite was the, the Saturday night. And it made me two for two in the uh, in the six-pack that ended up two for four. <laughs> or two and four, not two for four. Two for six. Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> Yikes. What was I thinking? I was thinking what everybody else was thinking. That's right. Kentucky stinks, and Tennessee's really good. So next week, Saturday, 4.30, Jacksonville, Kansas City. On NBC, the Chiefs are eight and a half. First impressions there. Obviously, we always think, oh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Jaguars pretty good here. They had a bad first half last week. Trevor Lawrence was terrible early. Interceptions, turning the ball over. They still found a way to win that game. I think they're going to score some points. Will it be enough to cover? I don't think so, no. 8-15, Giants and Philadelphia. Three teams, by the way, from the NFC East out of the final eight here. Giants and Philadelphia on Fox. Philadelphia seven and a half. I know, obviously, you like the Giants there, right? I do, yeah. And then Sunday, three o'clock. I thought this would be the last game, but three o'clock, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Uh, CBS, Buffalo's a five-point favorite. I hear Bengal fans complaining that it's not a coin flip, neutral site, something like that here. Uh, look, we're 12-4, and four, they're 13-3, and three, but we were beating them mm-hmm. when uh, the game got stopped for the Hamlin uh, cardiac arrest. Oh, they got hosed, no doubt about we it. Got, huh? Come on, it's not fair. Come on. Okay, go beat them. Go up there and beat them. Quit whining. I kind of, I'm pulling for Cincinnati, and I kind of hope if they lose, Buffalo wins by 30, so these people <laughs> will shut up. Buffalo, by the way, five-point favorite at home. And finally, 6.30 next Sunday, Dallas and San Francisco on Fox. And I mentioned 49ers, four-point favorites there. Well, that makes sense. Now, I mean, they're giving Dallas the a most time, time to rest. Absolutely. I get that. Are you looking forward to any of those games more than Cincinnati-Buffalo. Okay. The yeah, rematch. Uh, to me, it's, it's. I think San Francisco handles Dallas. I think Philly handles the Giants. And I think Kansas City handles Jacksonville. Um, now, point spreads – be damned here. I'm not going to take all three favorites. I'll tell you that off the bat. But I don't know who to take. You know I'm a Kansas City slash Buffalo take them every week guy. I may not be able to do that this week. I don't like that five number for the Bills game. It'll change. They always change. I think it might go up, actually. You think? Which, and, and in that case, uh, Vegas is telling you they want you to take Cincinnati because the Bills are the play, but. The Bengals like are going to have Bengals, man. three offensive linemen not playing this game. I know. That's going to hurt. They could not run the ball against the Ravens. Joe Hollywood is still Joe Hollywood. He's great. <laughs> He's so much fun to watch. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk about Lamar. Michigan has a uh, same old football coach. He's coming back. Uh, and Georgia, Kentucky, get you a nap, 9 o'clock tonight. We'll take a break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. I am highly medicated on the Dayquil today. It's a nap day, man. Oh, yesterday was a nap day. Rainy, nasty, thunder. Today's a golf day. 
Right, Scoot? No. It's 55 degrees and beautiful out. No, I get that, but it's the ground is so saturated. Your ball's not going to go anywhere. My ball doesn't go anywhere anyway. That's true. That's what I'm saying. It's going to go even shorter. Plug than it, it in the does. fairway. <laughs> not good. Eminem Carnage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Scooter also likes Seattle to cover against the 49ers. I did. Yeesh. Side note, San Francisco went 3-0 and against Seattle this year. I mentioned, you mentioned, meaning me, last week, uh, Seattle went 2-0 and against the Niners. Did I say that? You did. I had it written down the right way. Sometimes my brain just goes... Haywire. Side note, Scoots is not good at betting. So, <sighs> I'm, I'm going to start going with the John Spears method. Just bet against me. Absolutely. However, the system, 3-0-1 this weekend. Great weekend. And we'll talk more about that. Could have been better if the mm-hmm. lines were correct. <laughs> um, but 1-0 yesterday. Purdue beat Michigan State but did not cover in East Lansing. 64-63 was the final. Zach Eady, did you watch this game, by the way? I watched a little bit of it. Zach Eady. I didn't see the end. The game winner with two seconds left. He had 32-17. and I'm watching the beginning of the game, and it's Bill Raftery and uh, Jason Benetti. And uh, Raff says, basically, you know, Tom Izzo's not a guy that double teams. They're not going to double team Zach Eady. They're just going to try to push him out. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. What do you have, 32 and 17? 32 and 17. Uh, now, they've got a couple of freshman point guards that are good. Braden Smith and a kid named Lawyer who had 17 last night. Um, that's the only thing that worries me with Penn State. Their main ball handler is a freshman. Their two guard is a freshman. Now, they start three guards. Edie, Edie's great. If you get him the ball in the right spot, he is almost impossible to stop. Uh, but I, I'm texting Tony Burke, look, this is the last play of the game. If they go to Edie, you've got to double-team him. They did not. And he just backed the guy down and shot a little jump hook, ball game. A little, It's almost a dunk. I mean, when he goes up and he just throws it downward. Mm-hmm. If he can uh, get to his left shoulder, it's – And that's cool. what happened on the last play of the game. And – I know Tom Izzo is a Hall of Famer, and he knows more basketball. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know. But uh, at some point, don't you say, this guy's got 30 points. Maybe they're going to go to him on the last play of the game. Maybe we double-team him. And if a guy hits a three and beats us, so be it. But uh, Purdue escapes. They've got one loss here. I believe Purdue, in my opinion, Purdue's my favorite to win the title right now. The only worry is freshman guards. And by the end of the year, look, they're not freshmen anymore. Let's be honest about it. It's the same for me as as it is with Gonzaga with Purdue. Until they actually win the championship, I refuse to believe they ever will. I haven't seen enough of Houston. Uh, Now, the Final Four is in Houston. So if they can be a one seed and get a nice little road to the the Final Four, maybe, you know, at least they'll have the home crown. Uh, They're at Tulane tonight. By the way, two games in the system tonight. I don't like either one of them. I'm going to point that out early. I don't like either one. Alabama, fourth ranked in the country, is at Vanderbilt. Alabama is an eight-point favorite. Vandy is coming off one of those Saturday system wins when they beat Arkansas outright. I think they put up 97 mm-hmm. and beat the Hogs. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse got teed up. He's the best. He's got a three-piece suit on. 
he looks like um, you know he's getting ready to go to the club and he's throwing his uh, his uh, chalkboard. Uh, he got teed up, but Alabama eight point favorite. It seems like it should be more. Yeah, why so low? I'm system says take Vanderbilt. If you if you're not familiar with the system, new listener, it is simple. Ranked team on the road. You take the home team that's unranked in Power 5 conferences. Power 6 if you count the Big East, which I do. The other game is, uh, that's an 8.30 game on the SEC Network, by the way. The other game is 7th ranked, ninth ranked Tennessee, 7 o'clock game, ninth ranked Tennessee at Mississippi State. Now, we all know Tennessee's coming up, you know, they're going to be angry tonight. Coming off that home loss to Kentucky, Tennessee is a six-point favorite on the road at uh, in uh, in Stark Vegas against Mississippi State. Again, why so low? Vegas knows. Vegas knows. I, again, system says take the points here. I'm going to go on record and say I already have taken the points. I've already visited the parlor, so I've taken the points, but I don't like them. Either one of them. Well, since you already bet it, I might as well go the other way. One of us will win. Yeah, but I don't like it. Which way do you go? Do you go? With, what I think is usually wrong. And what I think is Alabama and Tennessee cover easily tonight. That's what I think. I actually bet against myself, which I keep telling people to do, bet against me. So if you bet with me, Scooter, then you're the idiot. No, I'm going against you. Of course. Uh, some news and notes here. Jim Harbaugh's coming back in Michigan. Anybody surprised? I'm surprised. He did flirt with the NFL. He had uh, multiple interviews. He talked with Denver. He talked with Carolina. Here's what I think happened. You guys want me to stay? I want my money back. I want my money back that you took from me a couple, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, before I went to the playoff the first time. When you said, uh, Jim, uh, we want you to stay, but we don't think you're worth the money that we've been paying you. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a little pay cut. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, I tell Michigan, all right, I've taken you to two straight playoffs. Now, I know I didn't win a game in the playoffs, but we've gotten to two straight playoffs. We've beaten Ohio State two years in a row. I want that money back now, and I'll stay. Otherwise, I'm going to one of these NFL teams. And Michigan said, what do we do? What do we do? We don't have anybody lined up to take his place. What What is the PR move if we're going to let Jim Harbaugh walk after taking us to two consecutive playoffs, there's not one. There's not one that would satisfy a fan base like Michigan football's fan base. I mean, does telling him that he's going to the NFL not help? You know, absolutely. I mean, he's going, I'm going to, the going to the NFL ranks. unless you give me my money back yeah. that you took from me and and pay me what I'm worth. And I mean, I'll it's say, not it's not ideal from a fan base perspective, I but like, I think you can be okay with it. I feel like I, we've had three announcements in the last week that Jim Harbaugh is returning to Michigan. <laughs> uh, they really want us to know he's coming back. The other NFL news, and here I go being a national thing again, Lamar Jackson, and I know that's kind of local because he went to Louisville. He uh, put on Instagram last night a post saying, basically, they don't appreciate me. If you got something good, you got to treat it right, is part of what the post said. If you don't treat it right, you're going to lose it. And if you do treat it right, then it will treat you right in return. The veiled message is, pay me my money. I found it very bizarre that he was not at the Bengals game. 
on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Very bizarre. Uh, these are your teammates. Now, his teammates are going to bat for him. They're saying, hey, sign him. Let's go. Let's get this going. We, uh, he's an MVP. We need him. Let's, let's get him signed here. And I like that. But there is a disconnect somewhere along the line, whether it's the front office and Lamar Jackson, whether it's the coach and Lamar Jackson, or the front office and the coach in their beliefs or disbeliefs in Lamar Jackson. I mean, his teammates have all stepped up for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're – look, he wants guaranteed money. The, the real culprit in all this is Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got guaranteed money. Uh, Arizona won four games. He tore his ACL. Deshaun Watson, guaranteed money. He did not look good when he finally got back on the field this year. He didn't. He'd been off way too long, didn't have the reps he needed, game reps he needed, and he didn't look good. That's killing Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson wants guaranteed money. Hey, I'm an MVP. These guys aren't MVPs. You got to pay me. Well, I mean, that way he can go out and he can play reckless and play like he wants to play. But on the other side of that, why can't Baltimore just give him crazy amounts of incentives? He won't take that. Incentives are dangerous. You get hurt, those are gone. Those are gone. Now you get a um, um, insurance policy. It's it's kind of a double-edged sword because they the Ravens need him to be healthy, but Lamar – also needs to be healthy. Unless he gets that guaranteed money, then it doesn't matter because he's getting paid either way. This was an injury that was supposed to be three weeks. Yeah, It went six and now seven into the playoffs, and guess what? It's going to go a whole lot more weeks because mm -hmm. they they're out. And the fact that he – I didn't know, did he not want to go? Did the Ravens not want him standing on the sideline with his uh, hoodie on and, and his cool sunglasses? I don't know what the, what the answer is there. You may not know the answer, but how long do NFL teams get once their season's done? Like when the Ravens lost on Sunday, do you know any idea how long they get off? Oh, they'll be off till OTAs, August. Okay. Well, no, OTAs are in June. I, I didn't know July. if they did any sort of spring practice get together. Well, I mean, or... he's got to rehab the knee. Yeah. He's got to get the knee rehabbed. He'll probably – a lot of guys like Brady. Now, here's one guy that doesn't, Aaron Rodgers. He, he proved it last year. He doesn't get together with his guys in the offseason and throw balls and just, just go, you know, just get out on the field and throw some balls. Gets together with Most ayahuasca guys, He doesn't get together with his uh, friends over in the Orient. <laughs> but a lot of guys, Tom Brady is a prime example that he would say, hey, this is where we're meeting. I'll pay to get you there. We're going we're gonna to throw for a week. And uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going we're gonna to go out at night and enjoy ourselves. But we're going to work. And a lot of lot of quarterbacks have taken that and said, "Look, look at Tom Brady. Look what he's done." Yes, we're going to do that too. And I, you know, I'm sure Lamar would love to get together with whoever his receivers are going to be. I don't know who the hell they're going to be. Mark Andrews. After that, a lot of question marks. But he's got to get healthy. He's got to rehab that knee. Uh, if that is still not healthy, again, it's supposed to be a three week process, and it turned into double that. Did you see uh, J.K. Dobbins' comments on the game? I did. Um, I don't know what to make of it. He's a competitor. He wants the ball. I get that. He wants to be in the game at winning time. I get that. Uh, the, it was a, taken a little out of context. When he said we would have won the game with Lamar, he also had said Tyler Huntley did a really good job out there today. Mm -hmm. 
He also was asked if he thought they would have won the game with Lamar. It wasn't just an off, flippant, offhand comment. Well, you know, if we had Lamar, we'd have won the game. He didn't do it. Do that. It, it came across that way when you read it, when you read the quotes, because they didn't put it in context. That happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like the competitive nature. Hey, I'm the man. Give me the ball. I got to get the ball more than 12 times in the game. I'm an every down back. I do agree okay. he puts the ball in the end zone there, though. Give him three cracks at it. He'll get in. Yeah. Was that a second down play, I think, that he fumbled? I think it was a second down Was it down second? Play. I thought it was first. I think it was a second down play. They'd gotten to the one. Yeah. You can't go over the top from two yards out, especially when there's a big dude behind you that's supposed to push you. And J- John Harbaugh said this after the game. He did, yeah. He, he was supposed to go low, but he tried to go high. Maybe he watched Trevor Lawrence the he night did. before, <laughs> yeah. stick that ball across. But uh, Trevor get, Lawrence also has like an eight foot wingspan. He does. He can. He probably can put it in his hair and just let his hair flap across. <laughs> but give, give the Bengals credit; they somehow found a way to get that ball out. And Sam Hubbard, who's still on oxygen today, went to ninety eight yards for the <laughs> touchdown. All right, we'll take a break. We'll uh, preview Kentucky and Georgia tonight. Nine o'clock game. Kentucky's 11-6. and six. They're still on ESPN. You don't have to go to the SEC Network. You don't have to go to ESPN2. Kentucky's still the main attraction. Kansas will be on at 7. Kentucky will be on at 9 on ESPN. We'll preview that game and uh, talk about a little NBA. LeBron, 48 last night. Ah, he's still good. He is old. He's scored uh, 40 points since his last birthday three times. We'll take a break. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. On the big end. Anywhere y'all, everywhere y'all. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardi. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Eminem Cardi's hotline open, 502. 502- 384-1450. Please check that number. It's 502-384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Eminem text line, 502-414-1450. Georgia and Kentucky tonight. All right, it's at Rupp. But Georgia's 13-4 and four here. All right, 3-1 and one in conference. That's a better record than Kentucky. That's a better conference record than Kentucky. Kentucky is, however... A 11-point favorite. It opened at 10. It's now 11. So who have the dogs beaten in SEC play to get to 3-1? and one? Well, they beat Auburn, 22nd-ranked Auburn, uh, in Athens, 76-64. They beat Mississippi State at home, 58-50, and they got their first road win in 17 tries. This past Saturday at Ole Miss, 62-58. Their one loss on the road at Florida, 82-75. It's a Georgia team that's lost 10 straight in Rupp Arena. They average 14 turnovers per game. And as I mentioned, uh, they just ended a 16-game road losing streak. Everything points to Kentucky. But I can't forget what happened last week when South Carolina came to Rupp Arena. Considered the worst team in the SEC. And the Gamecocks came away with the victory. I said this when Louisville beat Western Kentucky. And Louisville fan was like, okay, here we go. 
We're gonna we got it figured out a little bit. Seems like months ago. Remember that? It was it was a month ago. I said on this program, you're not gonna shoot fifty five percent every game. You're not gonna make all but one of your free throws. You're not gonna make fifty percent from three. Pump the brakes. I'm pumping the brakes on Kentucky here. All right? Teams are not going to shoot 30% against you every game and miss as many layups as Tennessee missed the other Woof. day. Unbelievable. Kentucky played great defense on Saturday. I don't want to take anything away from that. Still going to be, I think, without severe Wheeler, Wheeler, which Kentucky fan right now is happy about after Saturday. Well, you you bring Don't up the be def- too happy. You bring up the defensive effort. Do you think it was better because there's no severe? Sure. There's no five foot eight guy sure. running around. Absolutely, absolutely. But Case and Wallace didn't score. Yeah. And Case and Wallace had to run the team. He's he had back issues right now, but he had to run the team. He did have assists. He had turnovers as well, but he didn't score. And for you to continue for you to continue to improve and win. He's got to score the basketball. He's better to scoring the basketball when severe wheelers on the court because he's a two guard. Pretty right. simple. Well, and he's the only lottery pick on this team. Uh, right now, yeah. Yeah. I think they thought Livingston was going to be, and maybe in the future he will be, but he's not yet. And you also worry about the letdown factor tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, you got home on Sunday, Saturday night, I guess you got home. Everybody's telling you how good you are. Oh, man, we never lost hope. You guys are great. The head starts to swell a little bit. And keep in mind, that's the best they played all year. That's the best they played all year. Everybody has one of those games, including Louisville, where you play great. You just play great. And the other team goes, man, they didn't play good against anybody else. Tennessee walked out of that gym Saturday saying, that's not the team we saw on film. They haven't played that that way all year. Maybe they're looking past them. To Mississippi State? That's true. I, I think every team has that one night where they play great. I hope it is a sign of things to come. Obviously, John Calipari hopes it's a sign of things to come. He said as much, you know, well, we stuck together. This, these guys love each other. You hear the same stuff every year from Cal. They love each other. They, they finally fought together, and they, over, they got over a hump, and now we're on the road to success. By the way, Joe Lenardi moved Kentucky back up into the first four out. So they still need to do some work here. Progress. It's, it's baby steps, Justin. It's baby steps. Cats 11, what are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm with Cats. Yeah, I kind of am too. I kind of have the feeling that they feel good about themselves, good enough, not good enough where there'll be a letdown, but good enough to say, okay, we got something going. Well, we've just heard so much negative. And Georgia, by the way, is coming off a road win, going on the road again. So that's yeah, it's hard to get two of those performances in a row. We've just, we've just heard so much negative about Severe Wheeler, not only his play on the court, but what kind of locker room guy he is. I think if he doesn't play tonight, yeah, Kentucky, it'll be a similar performance to, to the okay, Tennessee game. Okay, but at some point you're going to need that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Severe. I'll, I'll I, be the first to tell you. I don't care about – I do care about locker room, uh, you know, congeniality, getting along, all that stuff. Uh, you're going to need him to pass the ball. You're going to need him to get up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and his speed to get to the rim is it's unparalleled. Pretty good. Yeah. But the lineup that was best, and the lineup that's been best before that, the few times they were in together, was Frederick, Wallace, Reeves on the outside, Toppin and Sheboy on the inside. That that was the best lineup Saturday by far. That lineup was outstanding. And if they play defense like that, and look, most of those three for 21 threes the Tennessee shot, most of them were challenged. Mm-hmm. There were a couple where you went, well, how did he miss that? But most of them were challenged. If they challenged the threes, I thought Cal brought up a great point yesterday. He got on uh, Adu Thiero for, you know, coming into the game. I thought Thiero played great. Yeah. But he said, look, he's in a minute and a half. He's got to come out. He's winded. He's got to get in better shape. And he also said Oscar's not spending as much time in the gym this year as he did last year. That's a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a shot in the media calling out his uh, his national player of the year. I like it. If that's the case, then okay, call him out. Oscar called his teammates out a week ago. Yeah. So now Cal's saying, hey, wait a minute. You call those guys out for uh, not giving 100%. You haven't been in the gym like you were last year. Well, too bad. I like it. Too bad Cal took their phones and tablets away so Oscar won't be able to see that. I'm sure he had a conversation. <laughs> All right, NBA last night. This is where it starts, Scooter. I'm. I'm all I'm NBA talking. I'm ready. First of all, early game yesterday, Jason Tatum 51. The Celtics are the best team in the East. Milwaukee's right there. Um, in the East or in the NBA? Because last week you said they're the best team in the they NBA. They are the probably the best team in the NBA. Denver's good. Memphis, I watched a lot yesterday. They're really good. Did Ja play? Ja was okay, but the Grizzlies were great. 136-106 over Phoenix. That's 10 wins in a row for Memphis. Isn't that like 10 losses for Phoenix, too, in a row? Yeah, but they're hurt. Booker's yeah. hurt. Eaton finally came back yesterday. He had been out. They are really banged up. Um, Boston, 130. Charlotte, 118. As I mentioned, Tatum had 51. Look at these scores, though. And I've talked about this. The scoring in the NBA is up so much. The lowest score for a winner last night, yesterday, in nine games was 113. The second lowest, 121. I mean, the everybody's in the 130s and 120s this year. It's incredible. Lakers beat Houston last night, uh, 140 to 132. That was a game that finished out a four-team over for me. The over/under was 235 and a half. It went 272. They had 200 points combined after the third quarter. LeBron, 48 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. It is his 100th career 40-point game that includes the playoffs. Uh, and he's an old man. Mm-hmm. He play, Jabari Smith Jr., who played at Auburn last year, was first-round pick uh, for Houston this year. Said to LeBron before the game, and they had it on audio, it was great. Hey, you pl- your first game in the league, you played against my dad. And LeBron said, don't do that to me. Why, I was a, why would you do that? That was me? a bad time to take a drink of water. I almost spit that everywhere. And That's incredible. So I think maybe you shouldn't have said that, Jabari, because LeBron went out and put 48 on you. He was 9 of 9 on free throws for the, in the fourth quarter. I think he had 19 points in the fourth quarter. I don't know what kind of uh, – 
you know, youth machine. He's he's uh, he's got in his house, but it's working. Yeah, Have you seen this new movie coming out? LeBron's where these uh, the it's house party where these dudes are watching. Oh his yeah, house. I have seen that. Yeah, and they have a party, and he yeah. he mocks himself. Yeah, there's uh, what do you call that thing where uh, it's not really the person up on stage? A hologram. Hologram. There's a hologram of LeBron saying, "I think I made the right move when I went to <laughs> my, uh, the right. I handled the Miami situation the right way." <laughs> really making fun of himself. Yeah, that'll be a good one. It'll be a dumb, dumb movie. Yeah, but really it'll, it'll be entertaining. It'll be an hour and a half of just let my mind go do something and not think about it. Anytime this you get dumb. professional athletes in movies, it's just the entertainment value is there. Whether the storyline and all that's good. In uh, Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer yeah. movie. Yeah, I like that LeBron was great as LeBron. Yeah. Um, he was very funny. He's a funny guy. But 48 last night. Uh, in the win over Houston. So I, I do think Boston's the best team. I think clearly they're the best team in the East. Uh, Milwaukee now has played a bunch of games in a row without uh, Giannis. He's uh, banged up. Um, They got a big two. They got Giannis and Chris Middleton. Lopez helps out. Um, Drew Holiday. Grayson Allen. Yeah, Drew, Holiday's, Drew Holiday had a big game last night. Grayson Allen, every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Do you? Yeah. Grayson Allen? Yeah. Every time he shoots, I think it's going in. Is he shooting that good from the field? Yes, he is. From from deep. Uh, Brooklyn's 27 and 15, but Kevin Durant's going to be out for at least another month. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't, you know, the way the Celtics uh, just manhandled them in the playoffs last year, that doesn't make me feel good about the Nets. Sixers are okay. I don't know who's good. The Hawks The Hawks look good yesterday, but they're the Hawks. Harden's still out for the Sixers, right? Yeah. yeah. Nuggets are 30 and 13. So is Memphis. So they, they have both had the best records in the East. You know, right now, if the playoffs started today, Phoenix would not even be in the play-in portion of the tournament. I mean, they have gone way south. Uh, 21 and 24. After yesterday's loss. All right. Um, college basketball tonight. Kansas, Kansas State is the only top 25. That's not true. They're one of the two top 25 matchup. Kansas is a two-point favorite. The reason it's not part of the system is because Kansas State is also ranked. Kansas State coming off a loss. Um, Jayhawks are only a two-point favorite on the road here. I got it at one and a half. They have escaped a lot this year. They have. Uh, but the 16 and one is 16 and one. Motor oil is motor oil. <laughs> uh, Texas and Iowa State in the Big 12, seventh ranked Longhorns, 12th ranked Cyclones. Iowa State two point favorite at home. Give me the Cyclones. Really? Oh yeah. So you say I should stop back by and, and put a little something on the side if you want. It's up to you. <sighs> if you've reached your daily allotment of betting, yes, I have. So okay, I've then done. yeah, don't go back. Clemson is at Wake Forest. Clemson still undefeated in the ACC. Coming off a win over Duke, and Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. That would have been a system bet, but Wake Forest is favored in that game. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. We'll recap the Kentucky-Georgia game. Look ahead to Louisville's game tomorrow night as well against Pittsburgh. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Game. Everywhere you are, everywhere you are, I heard it.